0: Malhotra and friends, um, I would not go over some of the uh, ground which is already very, uh, very, very well uh, brought out before you. But I thought I'll just uh, read something which you know it can seem uh, tremendous surprise to me, which I'm sure when you go through that book you will uh, also note. But I thought I'll just read that. Uh, a few sentences. Um, Mr. Malhotra writes in his, um, in his book at page four. And all of you are aware of um, the millions of Jews were killed in uh, um, in Germany by the Nazis. Very interestingly, now the Western, uh, so-called Western intelligentsia on um, Uh, on their uh, deduction, they have come to the conclusion that they did it because of Sanskrit and our Sanskrit. That is, England did its atrocities during colonial rule, Nazis were killed in Germany thanks to you and me or our tradition. How absurd can you get? But this is what they write. I described how he placed, is about one of the important uh, persons, I mean, um, our Krishna Mutasaski mentioned that that name has been taken quite a few times in this book. I am referring to that person. Uh, blame for European racism and narcissism is being placed at the door of Sanskrit. More especially, he has written extensively claiming, Brahmin elitism was a factor in shaping ideologies of British colonialism and German Nazism. And that social oppressiveness built into Sanskrit has contributed to the legitimation of genocide. So you borrow Sanskrit from me, you misinterpret it and then you find an excuse for killing some people there and put it at my door. Such things should open our eyes. Um I must tell you that, you know, colonialism was there, is there, will be there. It's not dead. Only thing is it has changed its um, you know its its colours. The leopard is a leopard, but it is tightly changing its colours, that's about all. Earlier it was actually capturing your land, physically holding your land. Taking your wealth. Today, it is on a different footing altogether. It's intellectually trying to dominate you. That is, and um, uh, you know, in that they employ all uh, all kinds of uh, you know tools. Money is of course one of them. You learn from me, and then you write something totally different without even, as uh, Rajivji pointed out, without even showing to me what you have written. <clears throat> I remember I was um, in the National Human Rights Commission. Sometimes I used to think that the entire human rights discourse was again something which they used to oppress uh, other countries. And Don't mistake me that I'm not saying anything against human rights activism in the sense if there are if there are uh, exploitation the mistakes which or is there um, you know violence by one human being against another in this country all of us are responsible for it and we must take due action to ensure that such violation doesn't take place but the interesting part of it was that um, somebody sitting in geneva somebody sitting in in, in new york is always finger pointing saying that you Are a violator of human rights. And what does he do? He goes and bombs Iraq. He creates mayhem in uh, the Middle East and I'm quite sure another 50 years later these fellows will write saying that we bombed Iraq because of Sanskrit. So what is that? Bombing Iraq? It's not human rights violation? It is. But who will ask them? Because they're all, all already pointing fingers at you. And um, you know somebody said famously that when you're pointing a accusing finger on somebody, three fingers are pointing out to yourself. But that doesn't bother them. Because we don't have the power, we don't have the clout to ask back, saying that what you're doing, what you did in Kuwait, what you did in Iraq, what you're doing elsewhere in Syria <coughs> is something which is equally reprehensible. No way. I mean, none of us are asking the question, so it emboldens them. That's something which is happening here in this field also. So, if I say that maybe this is all part of, uh, you know, in place of economic dominance, this is the intellectual dominance. Again, to the same, to the same goal of economic dominance. I don't think I'm too wrong. However, uh, you know, uh, maybe some people would like to think that is a debatable issue. Let it be. So the thing which we need to understand is that colonialism still thrives. And that we are still a target of it. And how we should try and save, as Mr. Rajiv Manotra says, get back the Radhikar for interpreting our text, for interpreting correctly. And I must appreciate what um, uh, Mr. Malhotra is saying. In the sense, he doesn't say that reject what whatever they say. Mm. Treat it as their stand. Refute it and point out how they, it is wrong. That is the that is the best way of debate and discussion. Which this country, in this land, which has followed. Every um, uh, little way. There is a Puro-paksha, there is a Uttara-paksha. You understand his po- points and refute it so that is how he is wanting I and mean, so one need not become emotional or you know um, uh, up to any uh, physical violence but that doesn't mean that we should accept the um, you know demonization which is being done the um, you know uh, the the finger pointing uh, uh, which is being done repeatedly in very many subtle ways and um, he is not wrong in saying that many of us uh, fall uh, prey to this sometimes unwittingly sometimes um, very much knowing knowing what is happening um, you know if you are given a scholarship if you are given some facility you jump at it and go you think that the great favor has been done to you but that intellectual uh, you know your intellectual brainwashing which takes place is something which you maybe you do not realize maybe you realize but your uh, materialistic outlook makes you think that yes it is worthwhile because I get a pack of, uh, I get up um, uh, my pockets full of money. But there is definite danger which we must be aware of. and this uh, efforts you know efforts go a very long way. These efforts go a very long way. every I mean we, we need to look at every of these issues with a very uh, clear thought and understanding the background behind it. The the discourse which started in order to make um, you know uh, one community against the other, long back it was the Aryan invasion theory, and after that it was Aryan migration theory. We, they are still finding out where that uh, Aryan fellow, huh? alien fellow or Aryan fellow, where they have not still located him. But they are very happy with the theory that uh, Aryan uh, invasion theory, and when they when it is proved disproved, then they say, "Okay, oh, it's all right." I mean, uh, he didn't invade, yes, but he didn't migrate. Okay, so now you you have another uh, uh, step to cross uh, when you when you prove it is not migration because the DNA shows that all of us are the same, then they will say, "Acha, this is you know some other theory will come up saying that still that Aryan word has to be used." They made it. Uh, they made that. Uh, uh, a point to divide this country into Aryan and Dravidian and uh, the effects of it are to be seen for a long time. But one must understand that, one must understand that this is, this is something which is intellectual domination through some of these um, uh, very, very, very subtle methods. And if you don't realize that, and if we don't try and act against it, if you don't try to get together and see that it is properly refuted, a time will come when our Sanskriti and sanskriti, sanskriti also will go down. So that is something which uh, Mr. Malotra has very rightly pointed out. Mm. It's a tremendously interesting book. Um, facts gathered very uh, painstakingly, and at every point he has been very fair, saying that this is their standpoint, and this is my standpoint. Where he, he, it's not a book which which simply says. That uh, you know, in an abusive uh, language or uh, in a language of um, you know, uh, I know, I know everything. And you, I have, uh, I don't have to care to what uh, you say. He points out what their arguments are. And he points out how they are wrong, and that is where we need to help him. We need to help ourselves. It's not, it's not uh, helping one Mr. Uh, Rajiv Malhotra. It's actually this civilization, if it's got to survive. It has got to help itself and um you know no nobody else can do that for you in fact in a in a meeting of um, the uh, vice chancellors of sanskrit universities on the 20th i uh, had an occasion to read a few portions of this book and some of them were totally scandalized especially when i mentioned saying that you are you people are responsible the all this people 16 sanskrit university vice chancellors sitting there sanskrit you were responsible that all the jews were killed so they i think they they got a shock of their life and uh, you know that, that is what is being written we, we we are not aware of it we are not aware of it and we are not some are aware of it but don't care for it and there was one person at least who was very vehemently arguing later on with me saying about the money which came from there they are not bad people and all that and i had to sit down and talk to him saying that after i read this to you You still think that they are not bad people? And uh, just because they are funding you? In fact, I told him right there when he said some money is coming. I mean, we are collaborating so and so and getting money and all that stuff. I said, look at the color of that money. What color it is. Please be aware of it. So, um, uh, without much ado, I would like to say that a very well written book. but. It should not remain as a book. Actually, it should be the starting point for an action. And I'm quite sure that some of us sitting at um, at the places where we are, we are in a position to contribute something to it. And I'm quite sure this will be done. And he has already pointed out what is what uh, things are being done at the government, and what needs to be um, at least you know ensured that it doesn't happen. So I think. Those of us who can uh, help those issues will certainly uh, take note of it and try and do our best to ensure that it doesn't go the wrong way. Thank you very much, and it is a wonderful book. I commend, commend this. And But the refutal immediately was carried. So somebody um, immediately said that um, he is talking nonsense, uh, there, was, there was no such thing at all. The man was at the site. And he has no compulsion to say something uh, 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 false. Incidentally he happens to be a Muslim. He is an archaeologist to start with. Incidentally he is a Muslim and he says he found during the excavation there were pillars indicating that there was a temple. None of us, I mean we we need to read that, we need to uh, look at so two things were said immediately one he doesn't know what he is talking about two he is saying this because the kerala elections are round the corner it doesn't uh, it doesn't appeal to me at all I mean, in the sense what has kerala election to do with ram temple and indicated and um, the give, uh, information given by an archaeologist uh, 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 person who actually did the um, did the excavation and incidentally have also happens to be a Muslim but this is the this lie the lie part of it that will get carried on that what he is saying is not true there was no such thing so immediately that um, that school has started you know if you see the thing that school has started saying that all that he says is wrong I mean uh, so now I don't know what proof one can give beyond your two eyes if you say that I have, I have worked there and I have seen this, unfortunately, that report is not out. He has spoken, the person who worked, but the report prepared by them is not out. Thanks to all our courts who think that the best way to, you know, uh, allow lies to be spread is to suppress the truth, which is of course the ordinary, uh, the normal way. Thank you.